edition of Ball Hard. My name is Manny, and I'm with my main man, B.O. B.O., are you ready? I don't know. What do you think, man? B.O., are you ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about, man. Look, let's get ready to ball hard. Episode number two. You know how we do. Well, the first real one, honestly, because last time we are talking about preseason, offseason, this season, that season. Now we're talking about week one, real football. But, I mean, should we really talk about, you know, the games or, or should we focus in on fantasy? Everybody's talking about fantasy. You know, that's the hot thing now. That's right, man. Fantasy football can uh, get these nuts right here, man, because fantasy football <laughs> suckers, man. I honestly, I joined a fantasy league. The, I, I oh, was really? asked to join a fantasy league. And I said, you know what, man? These guys support everything I do. Let me join this fantasy league. So I said yes. And then I said, well, how much, what's the stakes? What's the buy-in? What's the payout? How many people are in it? They go, oh, no, man, it's not like that. We're just playing for fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm going to spend two or three hours of my life every week adjusting my lineups, doing my research so I can get nothing. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. You know, at first I thought, you know, maybe this year, this would be the year I get into fantasy. And then I got to a point where I was like, I don't ever want to get to that point because the thing I like about football is it's such a team game that I don't yep. want to diminish it from that. You know, with other sports, you know, if you're a basketball fan, um, you might follow a particular player, you know, and you might see that player move to a team. Um but in football, it's different. You know, as a quarterback for your team, chances are you're going to begin your career there and end that year. You know, there's not a lot of trades in football. Yeah, you know, when there's too many things to cheer for. There's too many things to cheer for, man. Like, I, I've been around, and even some of the people I, wa I watch football with, you know, you want one team to win, but you want the other team to cover the spread. Yeah. But you want a touchdown by, uh, by Andre Johnson, but you don't want um, – you don't want the other team to force a fumble. Like, there's just too much going on, man. It's too much for me. Yeah, like, I'm cool with the spread and leaving it with that. And, and I mean, that's how we're going to break it down on Ball Hard. We're going to break down the games by showing you what the spreads are like because that's the interesting part. That's why, you, you know, even a boring game, whether it's Jets playing the Raiders, can still be fun because the spread's involved. Yep. So, while we get into it, let's have a yeah. quick explanation of the spreads, right? For, for those people that don't gamble too much and when we're talking about the spread. So let, let's take, for example, the, the Thursday night game, okay, is Baltimore at Denver. Denver is minus 7.5. So mm -hmm. that means Denver is favored by 7.5 points, meaning if you take Denver's score minus 7.5, theoretically, Baltimore and Denver should be equal. So right. this way, it the spread makes it a 50-50 game, a 50-50 proposition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyways, let's get into this thing. Not precisely. It's good to break it down for the people that might not know because I got a feeling some people are going to be tuning in just to get that gambling advice. I mean, I'll say it up front. I do just okay, if that. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I'm just like, I'll go to you know the convenience store down the road. I'll place my bet. You know, My son's in the stroller sometimes, so I'm going through it pretty quick. Whereas I know you, on the other hand, you know, you're you ready to ball hard. You're ready to throw down. You do your research behind these things. So um, that's why some listeners might want to take your advice. Yeah, man. And sometimes I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it out so you can play it out. I'm not going to – I'll give you my opinion. But if you don't agree, 
go right against me, man. I, I don't have no winning record. I'm not a professional at this. But I will tell you, I win more than I lose, uh, at least for the last three seasons that I've been tracking myself. Yeah. See, there we go. Yeah. All right, man. Let, let's kick things off. Before we talk about the games coming up, you know, I, I want to bring up the ball hard segment of the week. Yep. And um, I think the one thing going into this season isn't so much the players. Last time we were talking about some off-season movement. But um, I want to talk about the coaches because, you know, we did touch on Andy Reid last time, but there's a lot of new coaches in the league um, this year. So let, let's talk about which coaches we think are going to help ball hard this year. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about uh, Montreal Alouette's guy. Yeah, trust me. What do you think? I, I'm kind of on the fence with it. I was a ball hard, but I'm going to say ball soft. For the simple reason that it's such a tough division mm-hmm. that even if he comes in there with a new offensive mindset, even if Jay Cutler does good in this free agent year, that I think there's going to be a little drop-off on the defensive end. And just overall, I think Lovey Smith was a really solid coach, and mm-hmm. he really delivered for that squad. So playing a team that's improved in the Lions, playing another team that's perennially a Super Bowl favorite in the Packers, um, and then... The Vikings made the playoffs last year. It's going to be tough for uh, Tressman to get those Bears over the hump. I, I agree. You know what? He's, he's a ball soft for me, mm-hmm. honestly, because Lovey Smith, just like you said, uh, one of the guys that did not deserve to be let go, in my opinion. I think he was just fine. If, if Jay Cutler don't like him, then then so what? Right. You know, it, it's uh, it, that's part of it. And um, Lovey Smith has them winning. Had them winning consistent games every year. They're always in the mix. So. I don't agree with that move at all. Yeah, you know, um, what about Bruce Arians? My boy from the Steelers' time, you know, he was ready to retire a year and a half ago. You know what, seeing that he's a Pittsburgh guy, man, I'm going to let you go first. I, I got to go with ball hard. It's a tough division with Seattle and San Francisco, but, yeah. you know, when you have those division games, a lot of the times you come out and play hard. Arizona's got some good people on defense. Arians has got that offensive mind. I know Carson Palmer, you know, he's he's had a rough time the last couple of years, but he was in Oakland. You know, he was in the Bengals organization when they were dysfunctional. So um, I think having a target in Larry, that uh, they just might do all right this year. Uh, I'm a ball soft on Arians, man. You know, I like Wizenhunt and everything that he did. Yeah, he's been a little bit unlucky at quarterback, but I don't think, you know, Arians is getting lucky by having Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer's at the bottom of the barrel, uh, in my opinion. He's <laughs> he, he washed up. I, I don't think he's got nothing left, man. That's my opinion on him. And if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance as a coach. Right. Especially in a tough division. Yep. Yep. Speaking of another guy who's trying to, to reform a quarterback is a boy, McCoy. What, what is his first name, though, man? Is it Mike? You know, out in uh, San Diego? I'm not even sure. You that know, guy I, flies I, I under the radar. Too much attention to San Diego, and I'm just going to start this one off with a ball soft. He, he's walking into a, as much as people hate Norv Turner, he's been pretty consistent in what he's done. They might not like his decision-making, but I think a lot has to fall out in Phillip Rivers and his decision-making. Yeah. The coach can't throw the ball. You know what I mean? The coach can't run the ball for Ryan Matthews. Um, I don't think there's anything there, man. I was down on San Diego in the last podcast. It's going to continue for the rest of the year. They're going to be my number one bet against team. If you guys are in a Survivor League, anything like that, just pick against San Diego. You'll probably be all right. 
Yeah, you know, part of me wants to say there's one team that you don't think is going to do good that turns it around, but I have a hard time trying to think of a ball hard for McCoy, so I got to say ball soft as well. They just don't strike me as a team that can get it done with guys that have let you down so much in Rivers and Ryan Matthews, so forget about that, man. For the next one, I don't think we have to spend too much time because we were talking about Andy Reid, and I think we both agree. He's going to ball hard. Yeah, he's a ball hard for sure, man. (laughs) You know, so actually, there is one more, though. I thought that was all of them. But, you know, since this team is close to us, being that we're in Toronto, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. They got a new coach, too. Doug Marone. You know what, man? (laughs) It's like a ball maybe on this guy because he was from Syracuse, right? And Mm -hmm. they hired the local guy, and I think his – Record at Syracuse was like fifty percent, man. Yes, twenty five, twenty five. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I really don't know what to think of him, man. I want Buffalo to do well. I always end up going uh, to one Buffalo game to check him out. I know he wants to run CJ Spiller a lot, which I have absolutely no problem with. And hopefully he, uh, he runs some uh, some interesting plays with EJ and uh, and CJ. Football is such a weird sport, man. I mean, you look at their backup quarterback. He was like three and twenty two. In his college career. So, like, why would you get him? And it, it comes back to that organizational mindset. Being so close to Buffalo, I listen to them talk on the radio all the time about the team. And every year it's kind of that hope. Um, we hope they do well. But at least there's a little bit more hope because with Chan Gailey, it got to a point just was no hope. So um, even when they started off good. I'm a ball maybe on this one too. I'm really on the fence with it because of the fact that like I hope he succeeds, but it's going to take a lot for that team to succeed. It's tough when you put a guy in who's going to have to start a rookie quarterback in the first week who's injured a little bit and they're going against the Patriots and on the bench, another rookie quarterback. Like I'm surprised they couldn't find anybody, you know, pull somebody in off the street. I mean, bring in Vince. Vince yeah. Young. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what all that, man. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. So, and I think they got their hands full. Yeah. So you ready to get into some action, man? Let's get the action going, man. Seriously, this is this is what it's all about, man. This is NFL to me. I get the most excited about watching my Detroit Lions, but that's a, that's a very uh, a very close second is all the gambling and all the money to be made every Sunday, every Monday, every Thursday now. Yeah. So let's get into it. So what do you want to go with first, man? Let's uh, let's do this. A- every week, let's pick five games that everybody's going to be interested in. The, yeah. You know, some marquee teams and all the rest of it. We'll make our picks. Uh, we're not going dis- to discuss our picks anytime before, so it's brand new. We'll track our picks. We'll also have a, a stinker of the week. Yeah. You know, where we choose an ugly game, but we like it for gambling reasons. And then uh, and we'll choose our lock of the week. And yeah. that way we can track our results, and uh, you guys can track it at home and see how we do, and either uh, go ride us, go with us, or just fade us. If we're doing really bad, then just pick against us, and you know, you'll make money that way. For sure. So let's go with the first uh, marquee game on the board. It's a 1 o'clock time slot in my favorite city in the United States of America in New Orleans. The Atlanta Falcons are the New Orleans Saints, and New Orleans is minus three. They are favored by three points at home against Atlanta. Yeah. What do you think? I don't think you want to walk into that that dome stadium and play against the New Orleans Saints. That's going to be trouble, man. That place is going to be so loud with Sean Payton coming back, 
with everything that team went through last year without having the coach, without having the players, and just with all that turmoil that surrounded that team, that those boys are going to come out and do their thing. I, I got to go with New Orleans on that one. Uh, I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, New Orleans is one of my strongest picks of the week. Um, at minus three, uh, at some of the, the sports betting places that we look at, uh, at least at where I look at, at covers.com, bet365, to pick them, to pick New Orleans, you're going to have to, uh, it's going to cost you a little bit more than it would right. if you picked Atlanta. Um, but I like New Orleans. If you can get it two and a half, get it. If it's any higher than three, um, if on game day, if it goes to three and a half, I really don't like it. Atlanta is a very strong team. As much as I like New Orleans, I probably like them in the first half better than the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see here. So the next, uh, we agree on one. So that's the first pick of the season, and we agree. The next interesting matchup here I see is at 1 o'clock. Yep. In the home of Cam Newton. Okay. Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson against the Carolina Panthers. And Seattle is a road favorite at minus three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm going with Carolina with the upset. Okay. I think they're a little bit struggling this year on defense. I think Cam, you know, I'm hoping he's maturing. He went through a lot of adversity last year. And on the flip side, yeah, no Seattle's the hot team, the sexy team. But I think they could be in for a disappointment in some of these games. I'm looking for Carolina in the upset. I'm going to disagree with you here, and I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. As bad as they can be on the road, um, even if their offense it, it looks crappy, I really like Marshawn Lynch in this kind of game. Um, Golden Tate to, to pull some lucky stuff out of his butt. Um, I don't trust Cam Newton at all. Uh, I think he's going to have a better season than last season. But at the same time, this Seattle defense is – there's no weakness to it. There's mm-hmm. no place where there's weakness. And I think they're going to draw Cam into a lot of bad decisions. Uh, and they have speed. So Cam's not outrunning nobody on the Seattle defense, and I really just think Seattle's going to dominate them defensively. I think it's going to be a close game since Carolina's at home, but I'm going to take Seattle here. Hmm. Okay. Um, up next, let's go to uh, let's go to the, the only good game at 4 o'clock, um, and there's only two to pick from. We're right. going to go with the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers are favored by four and a half points. I love this one. I love seeing these two teams play each other. Um, I'm not completely sold on San Francisco. They are one of the top teams in the league. Uh, I think Kaepernick's going to have to prove a lot this year to, to get up, to deserve all the accolades he's been given. But with mm-hmm. that said, I'm still going to ride with them, though. I'm going to go with San Francisco. You're going to go with San Fran to cover the full four and a half points. Yeah, yeah. A lot of points to lay against the Green Bay Packers coming off a revenge game in the playoffs. You know, they made Green Bay look bad in yeah. the playoffs. Um, but I'm going to go with San Fran too, man. I, don't <laughs> trust, I, don't, I really don't trust Green Bay. What's I that mean, defense? They can still shred no, that defense. There is no defense, and San Fran is all about defense. And as much as, you know, San Fran lost Michael Crabtree for the season, um, they got Anquan Bolden. Mm. They still have Frank Gore. He didn't go anywhere. Um, so... I'll take San Fran all day in that game. Um, from 4 o'clock, we head into Sunday night, and we got the marquee NFC East matchup, the first one of the year, and we got Eli and the Giants at 
Mr. Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm just looking at the line right now. Yep. And this opened up at, I think, minus 2.5 for Dallas. And I'm looking on covers.com, and now it's minus 3.5 for Dallas at home. What do you think? Well, what I think is, as you know, sometimes the line isn't just because of the game. But in the United States of America, yeah, I mean, in all of North America too, Dallas Cowboys fans are all over the place. You know, New York might be the big city, but Cowboys fans outnumber them all. So I see it with my team, Pittsburgh. The money sometimes will go to the Pittsburgh side as well. So I don't, I don't know if that's just indicative of the game. Um, but I will say I, I've been picking Dallas to go to the Super Bowl, so it's only right that I say they pull it out in week one, and I'm going to go with uh, the Cowboys. Shout out to my man Dom Rudy, big Cowboys fan. Mm, I like it. I like it. I like it. You know what? My opinion has completely changed on this game from one day to the next because it, at minus two and a half, I was all over Dallas. I said, you know what? They're undervalued. Mm-hmm. And I touched on this in the last podcast, and minus three and a half, Against the Giants, I think that's just too much. There's no reason for them to be favored by more than three points um, against the Giants. Now, since we're talking about three points, three and a half, all this, in the NFL, we all know that there's key numbers. And we talk about key numbers because most games end in either a multiple of seven or a combination of seven and three or a three. Right. Because there's field goals and there's touchdowns. Yeah. So... You win a game by a field goal, it's only three points. So this three and a half makes a big difference, and I'm not willing to lay the lay, lay the chalk with Dallas Cowboys at home minus three and a half. I will take the Giants and Eli. Okay, that's interesting. Um, we're now into Monday, and there's one final game we're talking. Monday night. <laughs> yeah, there's two games on Monday. Um, oh, that's right. But there's only one good one, and we will go to Washington. It's in Washington, and Washington and RG3 are minus three and a half home favorites against the rejuvenated Michael Vick and Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Where are you going with this one, man? Mm. This is like a D.O. special. Yeah, you know, I always got love for my boy Mike Vick, and I always remember how he played against Washington a few years back when he just obliterated them in no other way that I've seen an athlete just obliterate a team. Yep. And he's been hated a lot. Um, but what I think Mike Vick might have done, what I'm hoping he's done is become a smarter quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, Robert Griffin's just figuring out right now you got to be a smart quarterback because he took that injury. I'm going with Philly. Hmm. Philly plus the points. Uh, Philly plus three and a half. Yeah, I, I like it. I like getting those extra points. I mean, Washington to me, that sure they're a feel good story. You know, it was nice having the rejuvenation finally. But you know what? They were an up and down team last year that didn't get their footing till the end of the year. Um, so that's why, like, I'm not completely sold on them. So I, I like Philly in this. Interesting. You know, I've been thinking about it too, and. I really do like uh, RG3, and I don't know what to make of Philly, man, and and this new offense, and how Chip Kelly's come there. We didn't even talk about Chip Kelly. Yeah, that's right. That's surprising. But Chip Kelly, um, I don't know how many plays he's trying to run, and they have so many fast weapons. Shady McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, 
I think the uh, the Jeremy Macklin injury is going to really hurt Philly, though. Um, I think he was a huge part of the offense, a guy that they could trust on yep. third downs better than Deshaun. And um, for the fact that Alfred Morris is a stud, it's in Washington, um, I think the ball is going to bounce Washington's way. And uh, for some reason, I just, I just think uh, Washington's going to win, but only by three points. So I'm going to take mm. Philly plus, plus the points as well. You set everything up to go with Washington. I was getting ready for the, the clincher, man. If it was minus three, I would have taken him. But yeah. that half point is drawing me towards Philly. That, that's just too much value. Makes no sense. Washington always is in a field goal type of game, and I got burned too many times in the past by them. Especially with those division rivals, man. We're, we set it with Dallas and Giants, too. Those teams play each other tight. You know, It could come down to the last possession. Um, it could come down to that field goal, or it could come down to that touchdown. So I agree. You know, you don't, you don't know. Um, but, uh, let's, let's move on to what, what do you want to do, man? The locks or, or the stinkers? Uh, let's do, let's do the stinkers, man. I got, I got one that just reeks and it, even though it's divisional and it's the other four o'clock game, we're talking uh, about yeah. Arizona Cardinals and your boy Bruce Arians, uh, the sneaky, sneaky Jeff Fisher and the St. Louis Rams. The Rams are favored by minus four and a half at home. Um, and I saw a stat here. I'm going to run this stat by you, and I'm going to tell you. It's going to be pretty obvious who I'm going to pick after this stat. The St. Louis Rams are 2-10 and ten straight up and against the spread in season openers. Ooh. 2-10. and ten. That's an interesting stat. And, they're getting, and they are laying 4.5. Four 4.5. And and I will take Arizona plus the 4.5, and, and I'll take Arizona to win in any kind of pool. So... I got Arizona here all day. Okay. Find a stinkier one than that, bro. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I got to go uh, to the AFC. Yep. Um, well, a game that will be played in the AFC at the New York Jets. You know, it's Tampa Bay at yep. New York Jets, and, and that's an ugly game right there, you know. Yep. Um, the only reason it's not a complete stinker is just to see what Geno is going to do, you know, if he is starting a quarterback. So it's kind of got a little interest from that standpoint. But with all those 1 o'clock games, I don't see too many people watching that one unless you're like a hardcore fan. Mm. Mm. Ugly. I hear that. I, I got to go. I, I don't care how many points it was going to be. Like, uh, I'm just seeing three. I don't know if you got like ten. But uh, no, I'd still three. go with Tampa Bay. <laughs> it's three. It's three everywhere I'm looking. And I don't know how much longer it's going to stay at three. I can see this thing going up to at least three and a half, if not to to a four. To you know, I think it's going to come off that key number of three. So if you like Tampa Bay, then take them as early as possible. Yeah. Um, the rule of thumb is, if you like a favorite, um, bet them early. If you like a dog, uh, wait till later after more money comes in on the favorite. Because right now on covers, it looks like the consensus of at least the people that vote there, 70, 71% of the people think that Tampa Bay is going to cover the three points. So yeah. um, if that's what the money comes in like, 71%, then you're going to see that line go up to three and a half or maybe even four. Yeah, for sure. Who's your lock of the week, man? I got to go to Buffalo, man. All right. New England and Buffalo. Uh-huh. I'm seeing nine and a half. Is that what you got? Yeah, I see nine and a half right now. I've seen ten out there. I've seen eight and a half. Yeah. I've seen seven and a half. This thing's jumping all over um, the place. Man, I think it could get ugly. 
I think it could get ugly with Tom Brady just connected and going up 21 nothing at the half. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe they, they fight back. C.J. Spiller breaks something in the second half. Now it's 21-7. But at the end of the day, I think it's 38-14. <laughs> you know, something like that. So I don't care if it's just 9.5. I've seen spreads bigger than that. That don't scare me. I think it's just because it's the first game of the year. But the first game of the year is going to be scary for a rookie quarterback who's not completely healthy. You know, New England, the only thing about this game is New England's on the road at Buffalo. and um, But it's start of September, so there's no advantage there. There's no advantage to playing in the cold against Tom Brady anyways. But if there was stability in Buffalo, if E.J. Manuel never went out and got injured and got surgery yeah. and had to return and C.J. Spiller's grandfather didn't go spray everybody at work and come back and he had to go to Florida to console his family... Yeah. Um, if all that crap didn't happen, I really like Buffalo as long as it got into double digits. Anytime a home dog right. is double digits, I'm like, man, that's too much to lay at home. Yep. There's too much pride. There's too much crowd noise. It's the home opener. They're going to come out blazing, ready to hit somebody. Um, but, yeah, it's New England's going to come out with too much. And, uh, yeah, Tom Brady's not phased by nothing. I love the upset. Don't get me wrong. If my yeah. lock is wrong. Yeah. You know, I'll be happy next week. I love for Buffalo to make an upset. You know, yeah. I hate New England. Their team, I just don't like. You know, they're like watching the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, <laughs> they are the New England Patriots of the NBA. So, yeah. So, who who you got? Uh, my lock is pretty kind of jumps off. This is the one game that I looked at because uh, I'm a junkie. I looked at it about uh, I'd say about a month ago. Uh, the week one lines, and if I told you, don't even look at the board, Dio, if you don't remember, if I told you just blindly, and I did this over the weekend, I asked people, the Houston Texans are going into San Diego and playing the Chargers right. on Monday night. Yep. What do you think the spread is? And what did you say to me, D, when I asked you this question? Yeah, see, I thought the spread was going to be huge. You know, I thought it was going to be seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I would have said seven and a half. Now, is San Diego worse than the Buffalo Bills? Um, it's tough. I think that they might be, though. <laughs> I think they're right on par. And if not, Very similar, worse. yeah. And are the Houston Texans as good or comparable to the New England Patriots right now? Yeah. I, I think in a problem. lot of ways they might even be better. Right. So, New England Patriots, we're talking about a spread close to 10. Now, I thought the Houston Texans were probably going to be a touchdown favorite um, on the road against San Diego. You know, they're they're dominant. And I opened it up, I looked at the line, and when it opened, it was minus three points. Hmm. And I was like, this is not real. You know, this makes zero sense. There's something fishy going on. And maybe there's something fishy when it comes to the stats on San Diego's home openers or something. But I really don't care. San Diego is a shitty team, and I will take Houston Texans all day. I took them up minus three. Right now, it's up to minus three and a half. Um, I'd say still take it. Uh, I'd say take it up to about once you're at four. Once it becomes above four, then I wouldn't touch it just because, you know, things happen. And hmm. uh, balls bounce, and, and the football is not round. You know what I mean? Thing, balls can bounce anyway. Um, but I would still take the Texans, barring uh some crazy turnovers and crazy things happening um and we all know that anybody who's ever watched football or especially gambled on football 
remembers those crazy plays that happened. You know, I'm happened sure a lot of people year. either won or lost their ass uh, last year with the Seattle Green Bay game, you know, the fail Mary, yeah. uh, the Golden Tate touchdown <laughs> or non-touchdown, whichever way you want to see it. Um, football is crazy, and it's going to be a crazy season. And and that brings up something to, to, to close it off is the officiating. Is right. It's going to be interesting to watch the officiating this year. Um, every year they're trying to make the NFL safer and safer. And as a result, you get these penalties that are called sometimes that are just ridiculous. Um that really scratch your head, but it, it turns that third and 15 into a first down. And yep. that can change the momentum of a whole game. So I want to see how they're going to be calling it, uh, whether it's these running backs, you know, can't use their helmet as a weapon or pass interference or roughing the quarterback, what have you. Um, they're trying to avoid the concussions, and I think it's going to result in a lot of, of penalties that, that could affect some games. Yeah, uh, honestly, people are more scared of concussions now than they are of uh, of broken ligaments and broken legs and all the rest of it. I think concussions scare people because concussions are the things that end careers. And you saw even a broken knee, you can come back and get 2,000 yards. So yeah, it's a little bit crazy. Yeah, it's crazy with the, the science out there. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm going to be waiting to see how RG3 performs. Um, and, you know, I'll be waiting to see if Adrian Peterson can keep it up with that momentum. But it really makes you wonder how these guys are able to come back at that full speed and, and what could have happened, you know, 10 years ago with some of our favorite players that we grew up with if they would have had longer careers um, yep. with the, the medicine that's going around now, too. So, um, you know, it's football's a rough sport, you know. We, we yep. love it, but it's a tough game to play. Yep, I agree, man. Um, uh, in saying that, man, uh, I'm amped up. I'm amped up for this weekend, and let's make some money, man. All you guys, you guys out there, make some money too. Here's a question for you, though, man. Since since we're balling hard, you know, um, what what are you saying for the game, man? What's your what, what are you gonna be eating? What you gonna be sipping on during the game? I think we're gonna go with the. I think we're gonna go with the chili. You know, yeah. a traditional chili, but we're talking five different kind of meats. We're probably looking at. Some pork, maybe some uh, hot Italian sausage, maybe some uh, some steak or some beef brisket cut up, barbecued first, oh, and then toss into the chili. Uh, maybe a mix, maybe a mixed bean, not just your standard black bean or a kidney bean. Maybe maybe some other beans in there. Um, and sipping on, man, I don't know. This is uh, this is a decision I haven't made yet. Um, I think I might have to go with the official beer of the NFL and stick with Bud Light and keep it real this Sunday, man. What do you Bud think? Bud Light. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been uh, working out. You know, I was on vacation, so I'm, I'm trying to put in a, a tough week in the gym. You know, I just got my jog on this morning. Going to be hitting the weights again, you know, throughout the week. So I'm looking forward to that cheat day. Yep. And, uh, and that gives me a chance to have one of my favorite meals. I'm getting my nachos on. Yep. Getting yep. some nachos. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I like rum and, and diet, but um, but yeah, I like breaking out the keys, you know what I mean? Mm. Keeping it Scotian, so keep cold keys yep. with a little of that nacho cheese, and, and, and I'm straight. Uh, that's Dio's favorite meal right there, man, nachos and keys. You know, maybe a little lobster on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll be in heaven. Yep. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think I'll be good. And I love kicking it off with that breakfast too, man. I'm looking forward to making a nice big breakfast that morning. You yep. know, getting back in the swing of things, watching the countdown shows. You know, that's that's what I live for, man. It completely changes the way I've lived my life for the last few months. 
especially in the summertime. Not much going on on a Sunday, really. You know, you're just chilling, but now you can wake up, be fired up. So. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know what, growing up, I used to really look forward to Fridays and Saturdays. You know, yeah. this is you're going out to the club, all that kind of stuff. I'm 35 years old, man. I'm looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, this is my party. It's crazy. <laughs> it's my party. Even if I go out Saturday night, all I got in my mind is Sunday. Yeah, I, I can't wait, man. So it's going to be a good time. We're going to be feeling good. And we're going to be back next week, see how we did on those picks. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll see you next week. And hopefully you guys made some money. We'll see you guys next week, man. Hopefully y- y'all go out and ball hard.